It's Tuesday, October 8th. Welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you via YouTube Live, Facebook, Twitter. We're all over the internet. Also, by the way, I'd like to welcome our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Radio Network. We'd like to welcome you all to the show. I'm Nick Gieber, your host in for Chelsea Messenger. We got a huge show for you today. Well, we're going to talk uh, some baseball with Chip Chirimbus and a little college football. We got Texas Tech, Baylor, Cincinnati, Houston, Virginia, Miami, Florida State, Clemson, all sorts of college football to talk about. And of course, no show this season would be complete uh, without some NFL. We got the Giants at Patriots, Panthers at Buccaneers, and the Bengals at Ravens. I'll be joined a little later on the show by our star handicappers, Chip Chirimbus, Sean Higgs, Craig Trapp, we brought in the A crew for you today to help you make a little money as you will place your bets on the matches coming up over the next few days. And speaking of baseball, oh my goodness. You know, yesterday on the show I said, why on earth are the Dodgers starting Rich Hill? They really need to put this one away. And of course, well, Rich Hill started and they got spanked. Um, You know, it's really, it's tough to be a Los Angeles sports fan. It's just a a perennial history of underachieving, highlighted by a few years of greatness. But uh, if you like disappointment, you will want to support Los Angeles uh, professional uh, sports teams. I guess LAFC are doing quite well if you follow Major League Soccer, if you're one of the two people in the country that do that. All right, loads of stuff to get to. This is how the show works. We talk, you listen, and we want you to participate. Find us on YouTube Live. We're on Facebook Live. We're on Twitter, at Picks and Parlays. And if you want to converse with us during the show, you can do that by finding the hashtag Parlay Radio. Uh, we, will put in, we will endeavor to respond to your social media posts during the show. If you've got any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from them. If they're personal insults towards me, eh, well, feel free. Everybody else insults me. Why shouldn't you? All right, that's what we're going to get to today. After the break, and we do have to go to a break here in a second, I'll be joined by Chip Chirimbus, by the way, who is on fire of late, documented 15-2, and 89% for his games of the year of the last 17 releases. Well, you know Chip knows what he's talking about. We'll have Chip right here next to me after the break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Picks and Parlays Radio. All right, you're back with us here on Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. It's great to be with you. And I'm joined in studio by our star handicapper, a good friend of mine, great guy, Chip Chirimbus. Chip, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. Always a pleasure. You know that. Well, Chip, we're going to start with a little Dodger, uh, with a little uh, baseball action. First, right. we've got Astros at Tampa Bay. It's 2-1 to Houston. They're going to try to close it out tonight. But look, I need a little bit of sport therapy, Chip, okay. to be fair. Go ahead. Because, I mean, yesterday I was all over this Rich Hill stuff, you know. And, I mean, really, what's Dave Roberts doing? He would have been well, better off starting Benny Hill. I think it may be, actually, because he probably would have had a lot of guys follow him as he was running around the bases. But True. The, uh, I think the Dodgers' mind thought here, our process, is that they're going to have Walker Bueller, who's 14-4 and four in a year and been their, their best and most consistent, and Clayton Kershaw in the wings if they need him. And they're, they're the two best... They're the two best they have, and they think that – I think this is what Dave Roberts' thought process was here, that he would still have those two great pitchers, a lefty yeah. and a righty, in, in games well, five. They better not choke, Chip. Because well, if they do, I mean, they'd be better off having Ferris Bueller Nick, and, and Benny I, Hill. I'm I mean, not one on. of these guys that believes in saving a pitcher for the next game. You've got to win today's game. That's the way I feel I, about it. I agree it. with you, absolutely. Because a uh, bird in the hand is better than someone right. in someone yeah. else's yeah. edge, right? Or someone else's bush. Does, did you say that, really? But that's okay. I'll forgive you. 
Well, I'm a horticulturist. What do you want? No, all right. All right. Well, let's go to the uh, the ALDS. It's Astros at Tampa Bay. This is a do or die game for Chip. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Now, uh, they're, start, they're starting Diego <laughs> Sorry, Castillo, who has uh, quite an impressive postseason record of uh, zero and zero, but zero ERA. I well, mean, can this guy pitch? And what's up with this bullpen day? I mean, okay. it may be bull something else day. Yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely right. And Cash started this last season with Tampa Bay where he'd, he'd announce a starter and they would throw one inning or to a few batters and he'd replace them. Um, Tampa Bay, the Rays here are, are in desperate mode, of course. Their backs are against the wall. Yeah. They're down 2-1 to one to the best team in baseball, at least a team that won the most games all year. And they are the favorite to win it all. But they're going to go, I call it um, Johnny Allstaff. I mean, uh, this Castillo is going to go one inning and everyone else may get a shot for one inning or whatever. Tampa Bay is going to pull out all stops to try and prevent Houston's powerful lineup from scoring because they're up against Justin Verlander. Yeah. And Verlander's 8-0 in division play with a um, 2.14 ERA in postseason division yeah. play. So um, he's been absolutely outstanding this year, and he is really, really, uh, truly a Hall of Famer. What are you going to do with him? He's 6-3 and three at Tropicana Field. But, you know... Nick, to lay a 240 here and any playoff game, it isn't like Tampa Bay doesn't deserve to be there. That's a great club. They're 7-4 and four in a in Emolet. What am I looking for? I don't know. You're having trouble. What's this word right here? Elimination Elimination games. games. Elimination yes. games. Seven and four. Ele but elocution lessons <laughs> right after the yeah, yeah. We'll be doing that. We're tongue-tied. But I'm just... You know, this game right here. Because um, you're too busy in someone else's I don't bush. want. I don't want to take... Uh, talking about tongue work, but I just don't want to play this kind of price, and I think the way to go on this game would be play under 7.5. We've got um, Verlander on the mound and a whole plethora of pitchers from Tampa Bay that are going to try and keep the scoring down. I think this is going to be um, under 7.5 total in this contest. Well, Diego Castillo, I mean, this is a, he's a st as a starter, he's only yeah. start, he's opened six yeah. times, and he's got a 6.15 ERA. This goes back to what I was saying earlier with the, with the Dodgers yesterday with Rich Hill. Now, I understand Rich Hill is a great, you know, sob story. He's been and all. He's been through the ringer, and, and he's a, injured a, a, a veteran. Everybody loves him. But, I mean, why? This is a do-or-die game. Putting on a guy with a 6.15 ERA, I mean, look, if he has a bad, uh, if he has a bad start, I mean, well, they could be down four you know, or five I, runs. You know, Nick, I... I think he believed that somewhere along the line he was going to have to use him. So he's going to use him in the first inning, and probably that'll be it. He'll be going. Have the Gatorade or something. I mean, <laughs> come on. If you've got to use it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what they're, they're desperate times for these teams right now. I mean, and Cash has done this more often than people um, realize, realize where he's only using a, a pitcher for two, three innings. I mean, he's gone games using 11 pitchers, and they've only given up two runs. So uh, that's the new... The metrics, uh, dynamics of baseball, I guess. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, very quickly, what's the play here? I think it's the under. I, I don't want to lay 240, and I, I think Tampa Bay is a little out, overmatched here. So um, I'm looking for Verlander to stay as long as he could and for all these different pitchers to sort of confuse and befuddle the Astros. Look for this play to go under seven and a half runs. All right. Well, we have some uh, college football we're going to yep. talk about, Chip. Uh, what do we have today? You've got Texas Tech at Baylor. Uh, Texas Tech three and two. They beat Oklahoma State last time out. It's uh, Alan Bowman, the quarterback, against Baylor. Charlie Brewer five and zero oh, though. Yeah. Uh, Baylor looking very good. A great defense with Baylor. Absolutely. Uh, Brewer, by the way, yet to be picked off. And you know this Baylor team has been down in the doldrums for a couple of years, and they've come back. Like you said, their strength is through defense. Nick, they're only allowing three hundred and six yards per game, and that's pretty good in today's game. But the upset win of Texas Tech brings them back into the fold. They're now three and two on the season. That was a big win for them over a ranked team. They're yeah. averaging almost 500 yards offensively as well. 
They are five and two at Baylor, Nick. When they've gone, when they traveled into Waco, they've covered five of the last seven times. But in recent years, they've only covered one of the last six games that they played on grass. That Big 12 is notorious for artificial surfaces. And their rushing defense, which is the strong point of the rushing offense of the, Golden, of the Bears of, of Baylor, they're allowing almost six yards per rush. So I, I, I think Texas Tech has really got their hands full here. Um, the favorite in this series has gone 13 and 6. That's over 67%. And Baylor has just such a definitive re um, edge of their 466 yards. They run for over 200 yards each week. I think it's just a more physical, powerful team here, Nick, favored by 10 points. I think that um, Baylor is the side against the Red Raiders. And Baylor 5-0 five, five and oh against the spread against teams with winning yeah. records. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. We'll they, they, they've uh, really come on strong because they were in the doldrums for the last two years, and now they've really come back, and um, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it. All right, what do we have next? Uh, for Florida. Florida State, Clemson. Clemson. No. Is that what we got? No, no, no. No, no, we're going to do that. We're going to uh, do Cincinnati and oh, Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can do that. Oh, right. Craig Trapp's beloved Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, how about well, that? Well, he not that. only struggles on and the professional ranks with Cincinnati, he's going to professional particularly struggle this weekend on the college gridiron but as are, well. They are 4-1, though. They came off a uh, uh, victory against UCF. That, that big win for us on yep. Friday, we posted it here. It got us off to our weekend. We, just before we posted Florida as our game of the year winner on Saturday. But Cincinnati... This team, Nick, you know how you may have a soccer team or a player that always seems to, to get under your skin or whenever you have them, they fail or let you down in a big spot? This is what the Cincinnati Bearcat team has been for me for years. But they're coming off a huge win over Central Florida. They were an underdog. They won it outright. Their quarterback, Damon Ryder, is really tough. This kid's 6'4". He got banged around in that game, and he came back time and time again, Nick. The problem for Cincinnati is that they're 1-5 against the points on the road and they're going to be favorite at Houston. And there's a kind of unique story going on with uh, this Houston Cougar team. I don't know if you're aware of, Nick, about the quarterbacking situation. No, that's they, uh, De uh, Derek King, right? Yeah, Eric yeah. King left. He played four games, and um, he decided to redshirt because this Houston team isn't as good as some of the teams in the past. He's a senior. So next year, he gets to come back and play anywhere he wants, and he did take his star wide receiver with him. But in his, play, in his replacement... Clayton Toon, 16 of 20 last week. So, you know, when uh, Wally Pipp went down, along came Lou Gehrig. So a star is born when somebody leaves. And this Houston team likes to put the ball in the air. They like to score a lot of points. And I think Cincinnati, psychologically, Nick, may be, may be struggling to get ready for this Houston team. Cincinnati comes in as a road favorite, a touchdown favorite here. And Houston, I think, will be ready for the Bearcats who, like I said, coming off that huge wins against the Panthers against Central Florida. That was big. Well, the Cougars are 4-1 against the spread in their last five games in October, and the over is 6-1 for the Cougars in the last seven conference games. Yeah, so. but if you want to get over on your bookmaker this weekend, I, I suggest you log on to picksandparlays.net and find Chip Chermis' Game of the Year, Nick. Ah, do tell us. Yeah, I'll tell, tell you. Tell all about and, it. Feel all free. Right, Fifteen and two of the last 17 releases right here documented on Picks and Parlays. Last week, it was Florida over Auburn, a never-in-doubt winner, Nick. We were getting points, and we won the game on the field, and we're expecting more of the same Saturday, and I may have a special bonus for you on Sunday as we hit our fourth straight A-play megabuck winner in the NFL. So I'm looking forward to it, Nick. It's a big weekend for us on Picks and Parlays, and uh, I'm really excited. It's now it's our time of the year. We got the kinks out with the early games, yep. and all that silly stuff is done, and now the big games and the big money are on the line, Nick. 
and we got big game winners for you. And speaking of big games, of course, tomorrow, Major League Baseball, we've got some well, that, stunning. Yeah. Yeah, I love the baseball players, but we'll, there'll be plenty of time for that, Chip. Yes, there is. Plenty of time to get into uh, the Nationals, Dodgers, St. Louis, Atlanta. Good stuff happening. All right. If you want more picks, go to picksandparlays.net. We've got loads of free picks for you. Then when you're ready, as Emerald would say, to kick it up a notch, we've got loads of expert picks for you. If you really want to get down into the nitty-gritty, this man here, Chip Cherimbus, he's on a stunning run. Uh, you may want to follow him. All right, coming up, NFL with Sean Higgs and Craig Trapp. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned right here at Picks and Parlays Radio. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. And quite frankly, if you were to take a wire coat hanger from your closet and put it in your ear and stick your head out the window, you'd probably get us there too because we are absolutely everywhere. I'm Nick Eber in for Chelsea Messenger. And as promised this segment, we're going to talk NFL with uh, two more of our superstars from picksandparlays.net. We got uh, Craig Trapp. We got Sean Higgs. Guys, how are you doing today? That well, huh? Greg. Yeah, <laughs> I was I'm giving Greg the lead way. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing great. It's a, a nice, cool day here in Cincinnati. I don't know about Vegas, but uh, finally cooled down here in the Midwest. Well, you know, it's always hot here in Las Vegas, folks. You know that. Uh, Sean, what's up with you? What's it like there? looks like you're uh, chilling wherever you are. It is nice, a little overcast day. Nice fall day, though. It's like 60 degrees. Nice, beautiful football weather. So uh, can't go wrong. Finally, some good weather here. The humidity's finally gone. It only takes uh, like five months for the humidity to leave Jersey. All right. Well, listen, speaking of football, uh, let's get to it, shall we? Should we start with the Giants at the Patriots? Uh, this one is 5-0 uh, and o Patriots against the 2-3 uh, and three, the Giants. Uh, the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. Now, you know, it's funny. Uh, we talk a lot about stats in this one, guys. Uh, we talk a lot about stats. And one of the most stupid stats I've read here is that Bill Belichick hasn't lost to a rookie quarterback since Geno Smith in 2013. You know, why do we bother with these? I mean, it's not like Bill Belichick's out there playing, is it? I mean, help me out with this one, guys. Well, but if you look at this, Bill Belichick's defenses are historically very, very complicated to figure out. And that's why these uh, rookie quarterbacks have always struggled. I, I mean, the, uh, the lines went from 10 as an opener to 16 and a half. The total went from 46 to 42. I mean, everybody's expecting this New England defense to dominate this week. All right. So, of course, uh, the New England defense is pretty spectacular. They've only allowed two defensive touchdowns on the season. Uh, Sean, you expect you to see anything different on this game? No, I think we'll see a low-scoring game. Obviously, like the uh, totals, like 42, 43. But maybe a little rain up there might contribute to some low scoring. But again, this defense one having a lot of passing touchdown this year, and you're facing Danny Dimes, a rookie. You've seen what they've done against Fitzmagic and Rosen and Luke Falk and Colt McCoy. This guy's. I mean, he had a great game against Tampa. He's going to take a step back. This defense is for real in New England. Very good. Low-scoring game today for sure. All right, Thursday, so, so what did you say the total was? I, I missed that. I'm seeing a couple 43s out there. Craig mentioned 42. It's right around that area. But uh, I, I can't see the Giants scoring 10 points in this game. Uh, where's Cor it coming from? I mean, Barkley's questionable. He, I don't see how they're going to play him on a short week. That makes no sense. Why give him an extra 10 days if, if you think he's ready? Let him. Why you put him in this game, especially if it's going to be uh, heavy rains like they're calling for. You don't want this guy. He's got a high ankle sprain. You want him to come out there and roll his ankle again and be out for the rest of the year? So I don't think he's going to play. They have no running backs. Go I mean, Golden Tate's their 
best offensive player. They have offensive line problems. Uh, Jones puts it on the ground with fumbles. He throws interceptions. I mean, even against the Redskins, he wasn't all that great. He turned the ball over. Just the fact that he had a worse rookie quarterback across the fields for him. Now he has a Hall of Fame, could be the best quarterback of all time he's facing today. And a great coach on the other sideline. Good luck. Good luck, rookie. <laughs> Good luck, rookie. Uh, really? Craig, you feel the same way? Yeah, I like the under 42 in this one a lot. I think uh, Tom Brady, I think the, they might put up 35 themselves, but I just can't see – I don't see that <clears> – <throat> giant touchdowns. I think they could get maybe a couple field goals. So 35-6 still put us under. Uh, who knows? The Brady and them might even call up the dogs late if they're up big. We've seen them put the backups in uh, earlier this season. So Bill Belichick's Tom Brady. They're just going to get the win Thursday night. And the Thursday night games is, have been a lot of unders this year. So I think that trend continues this week. All right. So that trend continues. And of course, Tom Brady, the, uh, the miracle of eugenics. At some point, we'll see him out there with his walker and a colostomy <laughs> bag, still putting up, putting up record numbers. But uh, that's the way it goes. All right. Let's move along to the next one. It's uh, the Carolina Panthers, who are three and two in the season. This is an N NFC South matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are two and three on the season. This one, though, in my hometown of London at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think I mentioned this yesterday. This is bad luck for any team playing there because Tottenham are absolute rubbish right now. So um, it's uh, Jameis Winston and Kyle Allen. Gentlemen, your thoughts on this? Let's start with you, Sean. Yeah, uh, this, I don't know this game. What do we expect here? We got Winston. He's up. Talk about up and down. They brought Bruce Arians in here to be the QB whisperer. He looks great one week, bad another week. Last week, no Mike Evans, awesome wide receiver, gets no passes to him. I, I kind of like what the Panthers are doing. I think uh, the hot seat has got a little cool for Riverboat Ron Rivera over there with the uh, Allen at quarterback. I mean, McCaffrey's unbelievable. I mean, what do you have, like 250 yards last week? The guy is a beast. I'm going to have to look at uh, – I'm leaning on Carolina. It came out, they were a dog. Now they're favored by two. So looks like some of the people agree with my thinking here on Carolina. So I'm going to lean Carolina, maybe a little bit the over here. Uh, we saw them play a, a, an ugly Thursday night game a couple weeks ago. But I look at Carolina even a series series, uh, the season series here and split with uh, Tampa Bay. So Carolina to get done is my pick here. All right. So your pick's Carolina. Uh, Craig? Yeah, I love Carolina. I've loved them the last three weeks. Carolina makes it four in a row, not only straight up, but against the spread since Allen took over at quarterback for, of course, injured Cam Newton. Things have just started to click. They've uh, hit wide open receivers, which uh, Cam Newton wasn't able to do early in the season. And I think we saw an early game, like you said, on the Thursday night when uh, Tampa Bay went into Carolina and won in an upset. I think uh, Carolina since then is the much better team, much more um, balanced team now that they both can run and pass the ball. I like Carolina Panther here, minus two, to win in London. Don't forget these London games, historically, uh, I mean, they're crazy on the over, so you might want to lay a little on the over as well. All right, well, I tell you what, I'm looking for the Panthers to win, not because I have huge money riding on any particular bet, because... It would be great to see the Buccaneers continue their losing record along with the other team owned by the Glazer family, Manchester United. Huck, couldn't happen to two <laughs> teams that I dislike more. All right, uh, there you have it. Uh, let's move to the next one. Speaking of crap teams, Craig Trapp, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Baltimore Ravens. Tell me, Craig, what's worse, the Cincinnati defense or their horrible, horrible quarterback, Andy Dalton? 
All right. Well, I'm not an Andy Dalton fan, but I will say this. When they had a good offensive line and good weapons around them, they went to the playoffs his first three seasons. Then they took a year off and then made the playoffs again. So he made his playoffs first four of his first five years. You don't see that by many average or below average quarterbacks. So I think if Andy Dalton was put in a better situation, he would actually be better. Now the defense, on the other hand, Cincinnati's defense was pitiful last year. You get rid of Marvin Lewis. You bring in, of course, Zach Taylor is an offensive-minded coach. And the defense, well, of course, they didn't get any better uh, with adding an offensive-minded coach. Well, I thought uh, yesterday when we did our opening lines report, we had the Ravens at minus 10. Are there any changes there? Yeah, this line's all the way up to 11 and a half. And I would not doubt if this line ends up in that 13 range, 12 and a half, 13, 13 and a half. I don't see it getting all the way to the key number of 14. But, I mean, they're going to have to move this number because there's not going to be anybody after the Bengals' uh, terrible performance at uh, Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Then you come home and you lose to another winless team in Arizona. I just can't see many people, uh, even even people that are contrarian betters, betting on the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. Well, Sean, uh, so it's dumpster fire at Ravens. Uh, your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, terrible. I mean, 16 points a game is not going to win you many games in the NFL. I'm actually looking at the under here, 48 points, because I don't see Cincy scoring. And you take out the 59 points in week one here for uh, Baltimore, and their points per game go from 32 to 26. So I don't think they're going to score that many points. They're... They had a great first game, but since then, up and down. They got beat up at home by Cleveland. We saw how good Cleveland was yesterday on the road. How'd that, how'd that work out? So what is this Baltimore team? I'm not thinking they're uh, that great. Obviously, the AFC North is up for grabs here with Big Ben out. But uh, I'm going to lean under here. And, I mean, a sidewise, I guess you have to take Baltimore. But, again, Cincinnati's 9-3 and three against the number. The last 12 is road dogs. So, that's something to put in your back pocket to think about here. But I'm going to go under to 48. That's a big number for a team that barely scores, you know, 15 points a game in, in Cincinnati. So let's go under to 48. All right. So you're going to go under. So there you have it. That's our NFL picks. We still got a bit, bit of time, guys. So Nick. and I know and I know we're going to do college football in the next segment. Uh, you guys want to talk a little baseball? Because I spoke a little baseball. Talked a little baseball with Chip Chirimbus, of course. But uh, I'd love to get your take on the uh, Astros at Tampa Bay. This is the do or die game four. Let's start with well, you, this one comes, Yeah, this one comes down to do you believe, uh, do you lay the big number, uh, which, of course, I'm not, a, a, as a handicapper, would never go above that minus 170 uh, plateau. Uh, so I laid the uh, run line with Verlander tonight. I just think the Astros are, they're way too good on both sides of the ball. I just can't see the Astros letting this one get away. I think they're going to take advantage of the situation and move on to the next round. All right, Sean, your thoughts on this one? I'm agreeing with Craig there. Uh, run line or really nothing there. Although maybe the over, because I think Verlander, is he, is he on a little bit of short rest in this game coming back today? I, I think we might see some runs here. Uh, maybe the over might be a play because uh, Tampa Bay is just going to throw out everything in the kitchen sink here to keep them in the game. But this Astros lineup is stacked. I mean, holy cow. You know, every, everybody in there could hit a home run each time up a bat. So I'm actually. Like in uh, the over a little bit. I think I saw it was down to seven. You get seven, seven and a half, seven. So how about an overplay here? I think everybody's going to be on the uh, under. You think Verlander, but I don't know. Maybe over. So, guys, I have to ask you, there's two teams I really dislike. One is the New York Yankees and the other is the New England Patriots. Uh, do you think I'm really set up for some really gross disappointment this year? 
Gonna be a rough, gonna be a rough year. The Yankees, uh, we're gonna have their hands full with, against against the Astros at least. I think the Astros will be, um, I don't know, uh, heavy favorites, but I'm guessing they'll probably be in minus 130 or so to win that uh, series if the Astros do move on. Uh, the Patriots, of course, they're the odds-on favorite right now to win the Super Bowl. So yeah, I guess you're setting yourself up a little. Yeah, it's gonna be another year of disappointment. All right, Sean and Greg, yeah, actually- you guys stay with me. Uh, After the break, we're going to come back with some college football. And just want to remind you, if you'd like to participate in the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can comment on our social media at YouTube, at Facebook, at Twitter. Use the hashtag uh, PICS. I believe it's Parlays Radio. uh, And we will chat with you here on the show. Uh, But in the meantime, we're going to have to step aside, take a break. By the way, this is a great time to go to picksandparlays.net and surf for some of those great free picks. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. You can find me on Twitter. Unsurprisingly, I'm at Nick Gieber. It's great to be with you. By the way, this show streams live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, and we love for you to make comments because we will uh, read them out and participate uh, with you. That's where you can participate on the show. Uh, Christiana Sibosi says, Dr. Nick Gieber, I guess that's me. Do you have game this week or until the 19th? He's referring to the Premier League and my patented professional Premier League prognostications. Uh, Christian, it's an international break this week. I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to hit the local dispensary. Don't you worry. Next week, I will be back with more Premier League picks. And by the way, if you like the beautiful game, folks, you can always catch me on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, Monday through Friday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. That's every day. All right. We've also got, uh, let's see, straight to the point, says he likes Craig's perspective. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, by the way, I have to kind of strain to read these. Uh, Also, here we go. Uh, Jerome Wilson says, since he will cover, Ravens defense has been quite questionable. Uh, Probably right on that one. All right, let's uh, turn our attention, though, to some more college football as advertised, as promised. I bring back our expert handicappers, Craig Trapp and Sean Higgs. Gentlemen, uh, we've curated three matches for our listeners and viewers today, uh, shall we start with Virginia at Miami? This is an ACC clash. Virginia 4-1, and one, coming off a loss to Notre Dame. And the Miami Hurricanes 2-3, and three, also coming off a loss to Virginia Tech. Um, guys, how do you see this one? I mean, the way I look at this is, you know, momentum plays such a big part in sports. Both teams coming off a loss. It should be interesting. Let's start uh, a little differently. Let's go with Sean first. You're up. Uh you know, what is going on with this Miami team? Holy cow. Uh, turnovers on, what, five of their first six possessions the other against Virginia Tech? Maybe a little quarterback controversy brewing in town. I'm liking Virginia here. Now, not that I'm a fan of the old, you know, they're ranked and they're getting points. Normally I'm thinking you go the other way there, but I, I just like the defense. The defense is a top 15 outfit, better than Miami. The offense is like Miami's. It's nothing sexy about it it struggles it kind of runs the ball a little bit the quarterback has eight touchdowns and six interceptions so there's no really flash there i think it's going to be an ugly kind of game uh the total sitting at 45 but i'm like in virginia we're 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 an underdog here all we do got to do is win and i think the better defense comes through here this is a big game for virginia it's a down miami team but i like uh I like the Cavs to get it done here. I'll take two points, but, well, you know, I'll go money line here. I think Virginia, they're not going to lose by one. So give me uh, Virginia money line to beat the Hurricanes. Well, the uh, Miami uh, defense going to get some opportunities because Bryce Perkins threw two interceptions against Notre Dame. So could be interesting. Craig, your thoughts on this one? Well, like uh, Sean said, Bryce Perkins, 
uh, quarterback for Virginia is one of he throws it to the opposite team as much as he does his own team. Uh, but he does make the plays when you really need him. He's one of those guys that it looks ugly for three quarters. And then when he needs to go put the game winning drive together, he does. Uh, I do think uh, Bronco Mendenhall's defense, he brought that from BYU. And I think you'll see him run the ball and try to wear down this smaller Miami defense. They're very fast. Of course, that's what they're known for, always speed on defense there at Miami. Manny Diaz, of course, defensive coordinator last year, came over now as the head coach. And uh, I think he's thinking the seat, the seat's getting hot already, two and three. I think he loses this one and goes to two and four. I, I think Sean's right. I'm going to take the points just in case here with Virginia plus two. But I think um, the wrong team's favorite here. I, you lose to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech got trounced by Duke. I mean, absolutely hammered. And then, uh, then they go on the road and beat Miami. I just think uh, it's, it's tough to recover from that. And I'm going to take Virginia. You're going to take Virginia. Of course, Bryce Perkins, you mentioned, throws the ball to anybody that's not on his team, uh, which means he's likely to be drafted by the Bengals as uh, soon as he's eligible. Oh, uh, oh, right, oh. Craig? <laughs> yes. Well, well, I, we're going to need a quarterback next year, that's for sure. Well, there's, the, there's your future right there. All right, let's go to Alabama-Texas A&M. This is an SEC matchup. Alabama, oh, by the way, this is another one of these teams that kills me when they win everything. I mean, they are a great team. Uh, you, know, it's, it, you, know, we talk, you guys like to call them clubs, but they're schools, guys. They're schools, but they constantly feel champions, 5-0. and But they gave up 31 points against Ole Miss. Um, but they are 5-0 and against the Texas A&M Aggies, who are 3-2. and coming off a win last week against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, guys, uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Are Alabama going to make it 6-0? and I think so. I think uh, the right team is obviously favored here. Alabama is an absolute monster. Uh, th the teams that beat him, though, do have uh, what Texas A&M has, and that's a pretty good defense and a explosive quarterback that can both run and pass. Kelly Mond has proven he can do that for years. Remember, he almost beat Clemson at home last year early in the season. I think uh, the Aggies stay within the number here, but I think the much stronger play for me, I'm going to take the under. I think it's a little lower scoring than the total of 61 suggests. All right, Sean, how do you see this one uh, panning out? I'm, I'm seeing a Alabama win. Uh, 17, it's a big number. You always got to worry about the back door. They've been, you know, leave it, leave it open in South Carolina, get touchdowns with six seconds left. Well, let's be honest here. Texas A&M, they talk about the 12th man. Oh, it's the Aggies. Five and six versus top 25 teams. Two and four versus the top 10. Now you got Bama coming in. 550-something yards of offense per game. Two with no interceptions. They got basically four NFL wide receivers on this team. Uh, good luck slowing them down. They're going to put up – normally they score, what, 55 a game? So we're going to score 40 to 45 here. I just don't think that uh, A&M is going to get – I mean, they, they'll get 20 maybe, but I think this could be a, like last year's game. Was it 45-23 last year? I can see the game being right around there. This is a very good Alabama team. But like Craig said, uh, this is what they have trouble with, the guy who could take off. We saw it against uh, Watson in the championship games when they are playing Clemson. So – but I, I saw these guys lose to Auburn. You know, they, they couldn't contain an Auburn offense and make stops. I don't – you're not making stops on Alabama. Even getting 17, I think it's going to be an Alabama win. Uh, over might be in play here. If, if you like the 17 with A&M, you got to think they're going to be putting up points. That's not slowing down Alabama. So I think the over has to be a play for you also if you're on the dog here. Well, the over is 3-0-1 in Alabama for the last four conference games. Also, they're 1-6 one, they're one against the spread in the last seven games following a straight-up win. Um, 
The yeah, under is six and one, and the Aggies lost seven games, though, following a bye week. They are following a bye week, so who knows? Yeah, both byes. Yeah, right. Both you know, so, this, yeah. The, the interesting thing about this one is Jimbo Fisher kind of needs that signature win. He, you know, he's one of the highest-paid coaches. Of course, they went to Florida State, and, and to get him, they had to uh, open up the piggy bank, and, and they did. And he really hasn't. He was close, like I said, when he almost beat Clemson. It's just, you know, it seems like Alabama loses one of these about every three or four years. And if you're ever going to see a team, I mean, College Station is a tough place to play. But the key for Texas A&M, they got to get off to a better start. That was the problem against Auburn. They need to get out to a little better start. If they do, who knows here? That, that, I do think it's a ton of points on, on the road in the SEC, though. Well, you're right. They did open the piggyback bank for him. And, of course, that's why they closed down the science and engineering departments. But, hey, you know, the football team <laughs> needed it. All right, let's move on to the next one, shall we? Florida State at Clemson. Clemson 5-0, and uh, coming off a win against the Tar Heels. Florida State 3-2. and They beat NC State, sorry, Chelsea, on the road for the last game. Um, guys, this should be an interesting one. Let's start, uh, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's go to Craig. You're up next. Well, this one that comes down to, I mean, the points are, are all that matter in this one. Clemson, even though they almost lost uh, to North Carolina, they're favored by 27 at home with a total of 60 and a half. I mean, everybody... Uh, is expecting a bounce back game from, of course, uh, the great uh, one of the great one line coaches out there in Dabo Sweeney and Heisman hopeful Trevor Lawrence. I do think Clemson wins and wins big, but even even winning big, it's tough to cover the 27. I do think Florida State played a little better last time out, but last year, 59 to 10, Clemson won at Florida State. So that's uh, it's a big task. I'll, I'll let Sean go and then I'll give my pick at the end. All right, Sean, let's have it. You know, like uh, Craig just said, almost lose to NC there. And then last year, I think if off of their close game or lost to Syracuse, whatever that was, they had a close game. They came out and whipped Wake 63-3. to But I don't. this is not the same team. Like Trevor Lawrence has been hopeful, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. He's as good as Perkins is on Virginia. You know, this is a running team. Travis Etienne should be getting the Heisman votes here. But again, you lose – what, half your defensive line to the NFL? I know they reload a little bit, but still a step back from guys getting drafted in first, second round in the NFL and guys coming in off the bench. I'm liking the 27, believe it or not, here. I, you know, listen, I'm not a big Willie Taggart fan. He seems to do less with more than a lot of coaches. You know, maybe Charlie Strong pulls off worse games than this guy. But uh, uh, Blackman back behind center for them. He wasn't terrible. When he was starting the season, I, I'm I'm going to take the 27. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge route. I think Florida State, listen, it's still Florida State. They still get top talent. And like Craig mentioned, they get whooped at home last year. You know, maybe play with a little urgency here. Maybe say, you know what, we're we're not downtrodden. Like, you know, it's not the glory days, but it's, it shouldn't be the, the, the dark ages either here in, in Florida State. Give me the 27. Give me the 27 points. Well, the over is 5-0 and in the Seminoles' last five road games, so that would build well for the points. Um, Alex Hornibrook, guys, from Florida State, I mean, what are the odds that he had an awful lot of wedgies when he was in high school? Yeah, well, <laughs> he played well last week. That was a huge when, – when you get thrown in, because they did not expect him to play, they really thought uh, that Blackman was going to be able to go and then kind of put it in Hornibrook, and he was, you know – but he, he had a lot of uh, experience, grad transfer – uh, so I expect Hornybrook to actually play in this one, though. And I think that will be key. I think if Blackman struggles, they're going to go to Hornybrook. And all you need here, I think we got to get to 20. If we get 20 points, I think we're going to get the cover here. 
So I'm going to take Florida State in the points along with Higgs here and and hope that Willie Taggart finally uh, lights a, a fire after a pretty impressive win last week. I know NC State's not great, but uh, you get that win, you at least have something to build on heading into, of course, top uh, five team in Clemson. All right, yeah, Hornibrook, uh, five touchdowns, no interceptions through two starts. So uh, uh, funny name, but uh, off, to a, off to a decent start. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up our college uh, football uh, predictions and uh, values for you. Craig, I know our listeners and viewers are saying, you know, this is great. I got all this fabulous information. Uh, but we have even better information at picksandparlays.net. Uh, tell us about the expert picks. Yeah, our experts, we have about 35, I believe now. And uh, of course, you see them on every day here. Uh, five or six of them, and we'll be rotating in some more um, the next uh, few weeks here, probably an extra guy or two a week. Uh, but you can go over to picksandparlays.net. You click on the drop-down of premium picks, check on the leaderboards. We're the hottest cappers, so if you want to bet, say, college football or the NFL or NHL right now or even baseball, check out who was the hottest this season, last seven days, last three days, whatever you like, you can sort it out there. And then uh, go ahead and purchase in. All of our daily packages are guaranteed to show a profit, so make sure you check out your favorite expert, and start winning tonight. All right, and uh, of course, uh, we've got NBA just uh, starting up, and the NHL is has started up, so uh, lots of great stuff happening. You can find it, of course, at uh, picksandparlays.net. Uh, now, if those of you like soccer picks, I do try to give them here on the show as well, because obviously that's my, uh, that's my specialty, shall we say. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is an international break, so no Premier League picks, but... Stay tuned to picksandparlays.net because generally on Thursdays I give my Premier League picks uh, as well. So go to picksandparlays.net, get loads of free picks. But if you're watching us on YouTube, you need to do yourself a favor and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want, and in fact not if you want, I recommend highly that you click on the bell, turn on the notifi- not notifications. Every time we put up a new video, you will be notified uh, via your uh, inbox that there is a new video for you. And right now, folks, our videos are money. Uh, I don't know what to say. They are absolute money. So be sure you do that. And of course, be sure to tune in right here to picksandparlays.net, Picks and Parlays Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also, our podcasts are live on the Believe Podcast Network. As I said, we're everywhere you want to be. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, I'm going to recap all the fantastic picks we've given you this show. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Wow, we've had a great show. Lots of good information. Um, And, of course, lots of people commenting on our social media platforms, uh, including this gem of a comment. Dr. Nick Gieber, when will you be back? Well, I will be back tomorrow, and thank you for calling me doctor. I think I'm going to change my lower third. It's going to say Dr. Nick Gieber. That's right. This is sports betting therapy for the troubled soul, and apparently the doctor is in every day, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. All right, let's get to our picks. Here's what we gave you today, starting with Chip Chirimbus, who apparently has gone off to the bush somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. It's Astros at Rays. Take under seven and a half. And his college football picks, Cincinnati at Houston, take Houston plus seven. Uh, Texas Tech at Baylor, take the under at 58 and a half. Then we had some quality NFL. Sean Higgs, here's his NFL picks. We had the Giants at Patriots, take the Patriots minus 17. Panthers at Bucks, he said, take the over 48 and a half. 
and the Bengals at Ravens take the under 48. Craig had the Giants at Patriots take the under 42 and a half. And for the Bengals at Ravens, he said take the Ravens at minus 11 and a half. And then we moved on to some more college football. Here's Craig's picks were Virginia at Miami. He said take Virginia at plus one and a half. And Alabama at Texas A&M take the under 61. Sean said Virginia at Miami take Virginia plus one and a half. And Alabama at Texas A&M take Alabama minus 17. And Florida State at Clemson take Florida State plus 27. There you have it. That's what we covered on today's show. Uh, Just a reminder, we will be back with you tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time, for more Picks and Parlays goodness. In the meantime, check us out on the web for loads of free picks at picksandparlays.net. Until then, have fun. Remember, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.